Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Do you believe that death is the end? Or is it just a new beginning? Does our soul continue to evolve? Or is it buried six feet under? Spiritual encounters and unexplained phenomena have intrigued people for centuries. But what if you could find the answer? Right here, right here, right now. Right now. Welcome to Heavenly Encounters. Heavenly Encounters. Where we will talk with everyday people who have had extraordinary experiences and gifted souls that see beyond the veil. Beyond the veil. Together. We'll diminish our fear of death, explore our soul's evolution, and soften the crippling grief that accompanies loss. Heavenly Encounters. You, our listeners, will discover a new world. A new world. A fresh reality. A fresh reality. Just a whisper away. Heavenly Encounters. So take a deep breath and join us on this fascinating adventure. This is Heavenly Encounters. Heavenly Encounters. A journey to the other side. Heavenly Encounters. Welcome to Heavenly Encounters, a journey to the other side. I am your host, Mary Elizabeth, broadcasting from Chicago, Illinois. And I'm your co-host, Janice, broadcasting live from St. Louis, Missouri. Well, today is part two of our seven-part series on the foundation of spiritual growth. And we'll be talking about God and the heavenly dimension. From healing centers and the halls of learning to the children's realm and heavenly occupations, find out what life is like in heaven and hell. We'll also discuss the role of angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters and how you can utilize them to improve your life. But first... Don't forget to check out my latest blog, Buzz Lightyear in the Big Kahuna, as well as access all of our past shows at heavenlyencountersradio.com. So Janice, we have been through it all. Root canals, technical issues, heat exhaustion, (laughs) coughing that never stops, but we are back. Yay! We are back. Yes, absolutely. We had a And not only are we back... We are back in high fidelity, so definitely let us know if this sounds better. It's supposed to be a better audio quality like regular radio. So right now, I'm not so sure about that, but we'll have to check it out and find out. Well, it sounded good. Okay, I hope so. So there is so much out there about near-death experiences, especially in our show, angelic encounters, and those and of that even communicate with other dimensions, why do you think people still have such a fear of death? Well, I think it's partly because the, the way that they're raised. Um, death in, in a lot of regular religions is, is that kind of judgment, you will be punished type thing. And right. I think there's also a fear people associate suffering with death. They don't look at death as being a release or walking through another door, you know. I think there's a right. lot of pain associated with death. Well, you know, it's funny. The more and more I read about it, it's like, gosh, it sounds really good on the other side. <laughs> I'm kind of not like I'm in a hurry to get there, but this is the tough part where we are right now dealing with all this craziness, you know, here on earth. But, you know, yeah. let's start at the very beginning. Let's talk about God. I mean, so many wars have been waged. Thousands have died since the beginning of time over religion and God. 
So my question to you, Janice, is what is your vision of God? Well, in my learning, it was one of the things that was, was shown to me. And that is if you imagine the earth and imagine mm-hmm. this pure white light coming down to the top of the earth. And before it gets to earth, it hits a prism. And it breaks up into all of these colors. So wherever you're standing on earth, you either see blue or you see red or you see green. And that was how they showed me that that's how we associate with God. We say, I've seen God, God is green. And somebody else says, no, no, I've seen God and God is blue. And they don't, they don't, they lack the understanding of realizing that God is all of the colors. It's just that by the time that it gets here, it comes down into a time-space continuum, right. and it gets reflected like off of a off of a prism. And so that's hmm. always been to me. It's if you look at a lot of the old religions, uh, if you will, our spiritual groups, a lot of them believe in the same thing. They just say it in a different language in a different way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there is so much confusion around religion versus spirituality. But now I don't know who told me this definition, but it's, I think, the best. And that spirituality is your relationship with God. It doesn't matter what religion, even if you don't have a religion, but religion is the practice of it. So you don't necessarily have to be religious, though, to believe in God. There's plenty of people out there that aren't Catholic or Jewish or, or Lutheran, but they do believe that there is a God. Yes, absolutely. Because everybody believes in something, I think. Even atheists have to believe in something that is mm-hmm. above them. I, you know, I, I don't think you can be a pure atheist. But absolutely, everybody has an understanding that there is something there. And, and it goes back into, like, we've always talked on our show about seeing the visible and the invisible. And, you know, depending upon where you are in history, whether in your, the Dark Ages or in your Age of Enlightenment, that this that invisible becomes more visible, you know, if right. you go look for it and try to understand it. And so it just depends a lot of times on where you are. And individuals are the same way. I mean, we call people saints and gurus and everything like that, and they have the ability to see and hear things that in our daily life we don't do it because their frequencies are so much higher. Right. Well, also, too, I mean, we have this what's going through the ascension period. So we had those dark ages, ages, but we're getting lighter and lighter and lighter. So more people are so much more connected. They can see more, hear more, feel more. And I think it's just more prevalent today. And I think just the term spirituality has taken on a whole new meaning. I mean, you've got the Deepak Chopra, you've got Oprah, you've all, you know, the Wayne Dyers, rest in peace, Wayne, uh, and those type of people that really are looking at spirituality and God and the supreme source and creator. And it's just really all that is, is the way I look at yeah, it. And the great thing then, too, is showing it how you can integrate it in your everyday life. Because I think that was the goal of all of them, is that if you could integrate it in your everyday life, you are actually you know, living your life in communication with God at all times. Right. Well, that goes into what one of my favorite um, views is that of the holographic view of the universe. And we'll get more into this in the quantum physics on part five of our series, but it basically says that everything within the universe is within us, meaning that we are all part of God and that God is within each and every one of us. So Absolutely. I mean, to me, that is, it's, there's nothing more greater than that. So no, absolutely. So not. let's, 
Let's move on to ascended masters. I mean, heaven, like everything else, has somewhat of a hierarchy, and at the top are ascended masters. So can you kind of describe what they are? Well, ascended masters can both have lived on earth or in other planes or not. Mm-hmm. But basically, within the spiritual realm, they are the ones that are, are given like St. Germain. Uh, Kuan right. Yin was, is an ascended master. Um, given the ability of going in and watching over and governing under spiritual law different parts of the universe. And their teachers, uh, their teachers, their guides, they're it's just amazing. But the, but they're a lot of the ascended masters are associated like with Saint Germain, the violet flame of Saint Germain. Right. They call them Okans, and they're each associated with a, a color and a vibration, and that is the hmm. realm that they rule. Right. So it really is. I mean, their true purpose. Hello. Uh, what is their I'm true sorry. purpose? No, it's okay. It's, you know, it's, this blog talk has been really, really kind of strange in the last couple of months, and my computer's crashed, guests have crashed. I, I just want to make sure that you are still there, Janice. <laughs> I am still here. I am still here. Good, good. That's yeah. good, because I know sometimes you go a little bit more out into the ether. So, But what is, that? What is the purpose, actually, of the Ascended Masters? Well, the, the, the main purpose of the Ascended Masters is to teach. And they okay. hold the, uh, the flame of truth. If, again, if you look at the times we've gone through darkness, and once we start hitting that enlightenment, a lot of times we have to be retaught or remember what we've already learned. And so they are like the ultimate light. And Ascended Masters uh, on the Earth plane get together every July 4th on Mount Shasta. And they, um, according to to the what I have read, they get together and they plan because they help plan our future too. Because our future is basically not only the evolution of our planet, but the evolution of our soul. And that's wow. really kind of what they govern. They teach us how to evolve our soul. Hmm, that'd be one heck of a party. Yes, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> so how then? I mean, how many people make pilgrimages there? They're, they make sure uh, every July 4th they're at Mount Shasta. Oh, wow. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That's, that just gave me a good idea. So I how know. then can, how can we utilize them in our journey? I mean, can we work with them? Can we ask them questions? Can we ask for guidance? Uh, how does that kind of work? Oh, yes. Everybody is available, Ascended Masters. Again, like I said, probably the best known is St. Germain working with the Violet mm-hmm. Flame. And so the violet flame is a healing flame. It's a transmutation flame, right. you know. And so when you're working with that, and anybody, there, there are books that are written. There are, are prayers that you can do. And every ascended master will have like a specialty. So this would be healing. Kuan Yin would be compassion, you know. And right. absolutely, ascended masters work with everybody. And then the ascended masters work with our, our guides and teachers, our personal guides and teachers, too. Hmm. Interesting. So we're always in direct contact. There's always a communication going on. Wow. All you have to do is ask. That's exactly right. Which brings me to my favorite topic, and always has been. I don't know. I just, I love angels, which I never realized this. Angel actually means messenger of God. And they're kind of like uh-huh. heavenly postal carriers that take your prayers and messages to God, or the creator, supreme yeah. source, whatever you want to call them. 
So there also there are different types of angels too, aren't there? Yes, of course. And in the Bible, they talk about all sorts of. You've got angels and archangels, and you know the the cherubs, and and yeah, they're they're like a whole vast cast of angels, and they all serve a different you know purpose. Like we all have guardian angels at birth. We right. all have teachers and guides, which to me are like angels also. We have guardian angels. We have uh, uh, archangels, you know. Yeah. Right. And, and, and they are messengers of God, and, and they're here to help us collectively and individually to learn the lessons that we have to learn. You know, they're, they're here to help us every step of the way. In the best of times and in the worst of times, they never leave us. Wow. Well, you know, the funniest thing, this was years ago when I lived in St. Louis, when we first met Janice. I mean, one of the first things I did uh, was go to this fear. And there was a Reiki master there, a Reiki practitioner, and she just kind of grabbed me and said, hey, do you want a free Reiki treatment? I'm like, what the heck? And uh -huh. I actually talked about this in one of my blogs. She's like, you've got like just angels all over. You've got like 12 of them. It's like, wow, I need that. I must need a lot of help. <laughs> so how many do we have? I mean, do they come and go throughout our lives? I know some of them are always with us, but oh, I mean, I didn't realize I had a whole platoon. Yeah, and I've read that if we could actually see, physically see everyone that surrounds us, you know, I mean, it, we, it, the room would be filled and it would just be going off into infinity. There are so wow. many helpers that we have around us, you know, and wow. so absolutely, but absolutely. And, and you have angels that are healing angels, um, which, of course, a lot of people, you know, certain angels that, you know, that pray, even have angels and guides that look over different parts of the body. I mean, I was oh, wow. Catholic and so yeah, you know, in the Catholic Church, they'll have, you know, um, like St. Jude is the guardian of the hopeless, you know. Right. Or St. Right. Joseph is the guardian of carpenters, you know. And so it, 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 they, it, they're all saints and the, the guides in that. They're all assigned a certain, um, a, a certain lesson or a certain teaching job to do. It, it's like spiritual college, you know. As you right. move on, you go through the angels and the guides that help you to get where you need to go. Wow. So then what is the difference between a guardian angel and a spiritual guide? Well, a guardian angel would be part of a, a, a set of angels, would have been created an angel. A spirit guide is not necessarily an angel. Um, a right. spirit guide can be uh, a teacher. It can be somebody that's reincarnated before or never reincarnated before. And it can just be the guide, like if, let's say it's mathematics that you need to understand. Um, you have you would have uh, guides in, in mathematics uh, that would teach you, like, again, about the holographic universe and quantum physics. And, you know, they always said that some of the great, you know, minds that lived, you know, got their answers to their questions and dreams. And so that's a form of communication, too, that they would utilize. But absolutely, a spirit guide can be somebody that you had in a past life. And sometimes it's mm -hmm. the other half of your soul. You could have a contract with somebody, with the other half of your soul, you know, to, to, to help be there for each other. And when that happens, right. you kind of get into that one is incarnated and one is not. And so that also can be a, a, a spiritual guide or a teacher. Well, I had an instance where when I first met um, a dear friend of mine, her name is Teresa, 
And it's like, we just clicked automatically. It was like my best friend overnight. And I came uh -huh. to find out, and I don't know if I even, I don't know if I ever even told you this, that we had been um, in various roles, but for the most part, this was the first time we had actually come down together in this lifetime that usually we took oh, turns that one, yeah, one year, you know, one, one lifetime, I would be her guide, another lifetime, she would be my guide. And supposedly everything was going so smoothly <laughs> that we both came uh -huh. down at the same time. So I don't know if it's really called this smooth, but I guess compared to other lifetimes, there probably is. So at least I've still yeah. had my head on. I haven't been beheaded or anything. So, so that's a good sign. So again, sure. to the, so go ahead. Oh, I was going to say we were created in groups. And so, you know, you have healing groups and teaching groups and, you know, people that take care of the earth, they're earth keepers and that. And generally, when you come back, it's like that's like your spiritual family, you know, and there could literally be thousands of people in your spiritual family, not all necessarily, you know, living on Earth, and that you right. are constantly in contact with them, watching over each other. Absolutely. Well, I think it's especially when we do have those instant connections, like I had with Teresa, like I had with you, like I had with, you know, kind of a tribe of people because it's we all kind of come from the same tribe. I think that's a really good sign that you do. You are part of that soul group, which takes us into a whole different subject. But those people could also have been your spirit guides at one time or the other. So Absolutely. And then the one thing that we have to remember in, in, in talking about this is to tell people is that, you know, like you were talking about, angels were messengers of light. They truly, right. truly are. But we have to remember that they're there waiting for us to ask what we need. They're and that there. is the toughest part. I always forget to ask. I just assume that, I mean, yeah. sometimes they can kind of jump right in, but we've got to ask when we need help with. That's exactly right. And that's a, that's a lesson that a lot of people, they'll pray to their right. angels and stuff like that. And sometimes it's just asking for help. I mean, how many times right. do we always joke about have parking angels? You know, I need a parking oh, angel. I use them all the time. I know, absolutely. That I do but remember. <laughs> yeah. But that's an important yeah. thing because a lot of people just assume they're there to watch over us and take care of us. But that asking and learning how to put into your voice and put out into the universe what you want. Right. They can't really help us unless we ask. And that's what we have to right. remember. Well, you know what's really strange? When I started writing uh, the blog on our website, I just – you know, I would just ask for help. Okay, what's the subject this week? And I would right. never know what the next subject was until I completed it and digested it, you know, for a few days. I could never write out here, okay, here's a list of everything I'm going to talk about. It just didn't happen that way. And what would be so right. strange, you know, I spent a lot of hours writing this. It wasn't like I just sit there, sat there and just uh, channeled this thing. I didn't. Um, but I would go back a few days later and read it. It's like, wow, where did that come from? I mean, it was my experience, but it was definitely, they were, they were helping me write. So I think whether you needed to write, whether you needed to, whatever it is, planning your garden, uh, we can ask for just about everything, can't we? Oh, absolutely. And they can help us with just about everything. You know, I mean, whether it's balancing your checkbook, something that is really, really mundane, to, you know, walking a healing path or praying for somebody that you love, you know. In every aspect, that's what the angels are for. But it, it's, again, it's like we have to give our permission and to allow that help to come in. Right, right. Now, the only kind of, you, you know, you mentioned balancing your checkbook. I keep on asking them to put more money into my checking account. I know. But they don't do it. <laughs> they don't. They don't like to pocket. Darn. Either. 
<laughs> no kidding. No kidding. It's just like, wow, just add a zero, won't you? Oh, well. Yeah. So let's talk about this is one of my favorite, another one of my favorite talk topics. Obviously, the show is Heavenly Encounters. But let's talk about heaven, otherwise known as the soul plane. So I know you have read, I can't even imagine the number of books you've read on this subject, but I have two, but I tell you what, I have got to get you a copy of this. It's just in, I just have it um, in pages. I don't have the actual book, but it's called Life in the Afterlife, the posthumous works of Monsignor Robert Hugh Benson. I have never, ever read anything with detail like this before. It's just amazing. I mean, he was a priest in his earth, earthly life back in 1871, and then he realized how much he had written, I mean, that what he taught and had written, because he had plenty of books uh, when he was on the earth plane. But what he taught wasn't necessarily true. So he was actually allowed to channel his message back through a gentleman named Anthony Boria back in 1949. So his book kind of starts out when he kind of lifted out of his body and was met by a fellow priest who had crossed years and years earlier. But what was really cool is they... You know, he, he talks about everything. He talks about his home. They actually took him to an improved version of his earthly home. Even some of the improvements that he wanted to make uh, had already been done. Plus, there was no dust. There was no dirt. There was no cleaning, <laughs> which made it even yeah. better. I was going to say, my, no laundry. Yeah. No, I was, yeah, no. I wonder, you know, that I didn't, he didn't mention anything about laundry. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm I'll have to ask about that there. one. <laughs> <laughs> but one of my favorite parts, and you'd never know by looking at my yard, because I'm doing a wonderful job this year of planting weeds, but he said that the flowers and the gardens just surrounded his home, and they not only had this just unbelievable intoxicating aroma, but they sent out like this pulsating energy along with music. And music right. was almost, it's like grass, it's like a tree. I mean, music and energy is just infused into everything. And he had yeah. preferred to live in the country, so that's exactly where he was. But he said heaven also has cities. So some might prefer the country, some might prefer the city. So you kind of have your choice, yeah. which I thought was pretty amazing. And, the, and the, it, believe it or not, the ancient Egyptians believed the same thing. Because if you looked at, uh, at their preparations for the afterlife, they took with them what they thought that they would need. Because they were going hmm. to be farmers. And, you know, they were absolutely, it was a continuation in Egypt of this life, only without all of the, the, the so-called bad stuff. You know, you're going to wow. a place where, you know, the water is pure and everything is mm -hmm. in balance. And absolutely. absolutely. Now, here's the really good part, is that you actually are younger in appearance and you're wiser in knowledge. So your, your mind kind of like becomes like this complete biography of your earthly life. And you have like no senior moments. <laughs> you don't have to really remember good. 30 different passcodes. You know, it's that's just. Right. And the best, and I'm sure and you'll love this one. Like you, you're 35, yes. Exactly. You know, no wrinkles, yeah. no little, you know, belly flab, nothing like that. So plus you always have the feeling of perfect health. And yeah. as far as clothing, you have these kind of funky spirit robes. So I would assume that there's no dust or dirt or anything else up there. So there probably just really isn't any laundry. So, no, I and of course, I'm I hope not. And yeah. plus there is, this is one of my favorites too. There is a celestial sun that's always shining. So really it's kind of like that perfect 74 degrees, your endless summer. Yeah. So it sounds pretty good. And of course, love permeates everything. So. Absolutely, and that's the true paradise. 
I mean, right. you know, you go back, and that's what people assume paradise is. You know, Eden right. was paradise on earth, and that was the time when everything was, for in here, was uh, on earth was in balance until it mm-hmm. became unbalanced. But yes, yes, absolutely. And well, you read so much. A lot of, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say in a lot of the esoteric writings, when we were talking about angels and asking, is that all you'd have to do is put out your hand, and whatever it is that you want would appear in your hand. Wow. How about yes. that? So it's hmm. like instantaneous manifestation, whatever it is that you want. So if you're sitting at a table and you want food, whatever food you want will just appear before you. That's amazing. And the food, obviously, yes, too, is, you know, you do, he was saying you do eat, and the food is just so luscious, like the fruit. You'll pick a peach off the tree, and that peach will just be, I mean, the juice will be running down your face, but yet it doesn't run down your face. And another peach just appears on the tree. Absolutely. So, and this, I mean, everyone that has ever had a near-death experience, that's what they say. It's just, it's just pure love, something that we can't even begin to imagine here. And they also mentioned too, and Sergeant Monsignor is that the spirit world is a world of thought. Everything is basically communication is just done by thought. Like you just said, you put out your hand, you think it, and it appears. And that's exactly um, how it works there too, which also tells us how powerful our thought is right here on earth, isn't it? Exactly. 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 And that that's kind of like, for us, it's the development of telecommunication, you know, as we're trying right. to meditate and bring in information in that. But on the, that other side, that is the major form of communication. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that people do with really without thinking that's, that's how they communicate. Wow. Well, this is what's really neat, especially if you've lost a child, your parents, a sibling, a friend, whatever, is that if a person on earth is actually thinking about a person in heaven, they will get the message, which is why it's so important that after someone does pass, I mean, obviously there's, there's mourning, there's sadness, but if you can move on as quickly as possible, because if you don't and you keep on grieving for month after month after month, those thoughts are going up to your loved one and he can't or she can't move on either. Right. And it's also for people that are also looking for that kind of a sign or communication with one's Mm -hmm. path. If you're constantly in a grieving and in that lost state, you actually prevent their energy. You know, you can't pick up their energy because your grief is so overwhelming, they can't get through to talk to you. Wow. That's a good point. Yeah. Now I have a question for you. And there's a lot of different um, theories on this one. I'll tell you what Monsignor says in a minute. But where is heaven? What's where do you think it is? You know, when you were talking earlier about the great central sun, you know, that the Uh sun shines all of the time. There was the thought that the creator was in actuality, the great central sun, the center of everything. And my understanding always was that that's what it was. Now, whether or not mm-hmm. there is a hierarchy, you know, that you go through different planes or something like that, that I, I don't know. But that was always my assumption is that when you got there, that you were in this perfect place, but you were standing again at the beginning. And you could live in that perfect harmony without ever having to leave. Wow. So I, I don't, definitely don't believe, believe that it's here. You know what I mean? Right. And I think it's oh, no, probably not. On a, yeah, on an etheric realm, because I don't think we need anything physical to exist there. So oh, gosh, no, but, that, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Well, the Monsignor actually says that he believes that, well, what he saw was that there were a series of bands um, going around the planet, kind of forming concentric yeah. circles around the Earth, and that they were invisibly linked, and that the closest to Earth were the lowest realms of darkness. So right. then as you get farther out from the Earth, um, you know, the vibration goes up and up and up. So, yeah. you know, we had talked to, you know, we've talked before about Tony Stubbs, um, a brilliant, brilliant author, and books like Death Without Fear that really goes into a lot of detail as well. And, you know, he always believed that there were seven levels and that most souls yeah. reside around the middle, depending upon, you know, your vibration. Are you kind? Are you loving? Are you hateful? Are you greedy? Um, you know, that type of thing. And then hell was in the lower realms. And then the upper realms were obviously the, the more evolved light beings. Is that how, what you believe as well? Absolutely. And, and if you look at that, it's kind of like when you're talking about an aura around a physical body. And basically uh -huh. you have aura around the earth, what you're talking about. Yes, but that, that there are levels. But as far as that ultimate place, I always think of that as the central sun. And then there are right. books. There was a man called Percival. Uh, that that had one of those instantaneous, and he wrote this huge, gigantic book. Uh, I can't remember the name off the hand, but, uh, but um, about what heaven was like. And he had diagrams and everything. Walter Russell is another one that will talk about it. So people have actually come in with a lot of great detail. Rudolf Steiner was one, although he never wrote a lot down. But he talked about all the different stages of, of, of the right. different planes that we go to. We talk about the different dimensions. You know what I mean? Right. And Absolutely. And our body goes through, our, our soul does the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one of the and most, kind of like I think. We, well, I was going to say, like, you reap what you sow, you know? Right. As exactly. You, sow, you know, whatever life that you live, you go into that plane to learn so you can come back. Right. Well, I think one of the most gut-wrenching experiences here on Earth has got to be losing a child. Um, I can't imagine anything, anything even begin to even touch on that could be possibly, possibly worse. So the good news is this. There is, a, according to Monsignor, there's a children's realm, kind of a nursery um, of heaven where children grow up as they would have on Earth, but with just tremendous care, just surrounded. You think we have a lot of angels. They have even more so. Uh, than we do. They almost live like a, you know, like a little fairy tale with miniature houses and playing games and just such an indescribable beauty. And just like, you know, we can contact anyone up there. Parents on Earth plane are also able to visit their children that cross as they sleep. Um, you know, they're attached by those etheric cords. And, you know, a friend of mine lost her son. It's not a child, but he was 24 when he passed with cancer. And, she just emailed me about two weeks ago with just oh, this amazing dream that he came to her in this big smile and excited, and he was actually helping a friend uh, cross over. And that was just yeah. one of a series of dreams that she has had, you know, with him. And it's just, I just wanted, you know, I just told her that's him. It's don't don't doubt it at all. That is when you someone comes to you in a dream, that's exactly what it is. Don't try to downplay it. Or who cares what anybody else thinks? So it's just amazing. Well, it because it's like, we'll, we'll get into it later, but it's like there was no death. So everything right. is simply an expression of life. It's always a new beginning, you know. And, right. and once you understand that, then you understand. You can, I mean, people, people have communications with their animals that they loved. Not only oh, absolutely. Children, but animals are waiting for you, too. 
Absolutely. I still see my cats running around the house. My husband sees them more oh. than I do. So. Yeah, absolutely. They're always there for us because that bond right. of love is so incredibly strong. Right. Well, the good news is that we're in this incredible place when we cross over. Not really the bad news, but you know what? You still continue to learn. There's what are called halls of learning. So this whole rest in peace thing, not really. I mean, no. you're always, you're supposed to be learning and continuing to gain wisdom and learning different things from the other side there. You know, Monsignor went to so many different things. There's like a hall of painting where every single great masterpiece known to man is. Um, and maybe not exactly what the artist painted, but it was exactly what the artist envisioned. And they kind of come to life in like almost 3D. There's also rooms where souls that, such as myself, could learn how to paint, going from stick figures to, you know, to Monet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but well, there's there also. No right, absolutely. And this is where I know you're going to be hanging out, is in the Hall of Literature, where you've got endless volumes of books that contain the truth about the actual real history of this country, not how. Everybody says it happened, but exactly um, the true history. And again, the yes. books also seem to kind of come alive. Yes, absolutely, they do. Yeah, they do. They they emit this wonderful light. But that's you can find me in the library. That is absolutely true. <laughs> then you got the Hall of Fabrics and Tapestries, and again, it contains the infinite numbers of just gorgeous materials and fabrics that were woven throughout the centuries and. Rooms can, I mean, souls can also learn how to weave tapestries. You got the Hall of Music, which I can tell you, I love music, but you won't find me in the Hall of Music just because I just, I can't sing, I can't play an instrument. I'm not too bad of a dancer, but, <laughs> but again, every masterpiece is present along with rooms for others to learn. I mean, music is such a big part of life over there. So everything's just in perfect harmony. Now, what's yeah. really interesting is the Hall of Science, because this one kind of works a little bit different. Um, most of the major scientific discoveries are actually created probably decades before we ever see them here. So they've got these oh, monstrous yeah. laboratories. And even, you know, once someone passes, let's say Thomas Edison or Steve Jobs, that's exactly what they could be doing. He could still be working basically for Apple on the other side. And then they just channel yeah. it through. So, well, and I think a lot, a lot of, of, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say a lot of what we consider now our technology was considered to be magic because nobody understood it that Right. Way. You know, right. They, like Jobs or, or Tesla or somebody like that, Edison, would have been considered to be magicians in an ancient world because they would have had no understanding of wireless communication. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like an, uh, it's an understanding of, of science. I, I love to quote, I read one time, there was no such thing as magic. There was only an, a technology we do not understand. Wow, exactly. I don't know if you hear that in the background. Uh, we have, well, have a, garage, a garage band that's across the street. It actually sounds like a bunch of whales. It is the most bizarre sound. <laughs> so if you're wondering what that is, it's the garage band across the street. There's only so much I can do. I can close the windows, but everyone's in close quarters here. It's a beach community. So I am not by a beach. Those are not whales. It is just guitars. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so here's the fun part, too. As I mentioned before, we still have occupations. We don't, we get to work when we get there, too. But, 
you know, you've got to have that mental necessity to work on the spiritual plane that you just can't sit there and lay back and, you know, have a margarita. Um, again, yeah. you're there to gain wisdom. So whether you love to garden, if you're a builder, you know, you do have a choice. And I know exactly what I do over there. And that is taking care of all the little animals. Yes. Yep. So also, I too. When I... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I know I do healing work. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, you also have spirit doctors that can help guide the hand of an earthly surgeon as well. So, exactly. you know, when someone goes into surgery, absolutely pray for the team, pray for the nurses, the doctors, pray for everyone that'll be working on that person because there'll be just a plethora of healers right there helping get through uh, that surgery. Absolutely. Well, this is funny. The one thing he actually even talked about was uh, famous celebrities. So listen up, Kanye. Um, <laughs> you know, and this is exactly what happened to you. And I actually did a, a show with Mother Mary and the Masters where Samara brought in Princess Diana. And you think that, oh, my gosh, here's this person that everyone just loved that she would. I mean, she still crosses into a huge fanfare. I mean, she was a very evolved cell, um, but she's not held in any higher esteem than you or I would. So kind right. of all that celebrityness just fades to the background, right. and which is interesting too. So, so what we haven't talked about, we only have like seven minutes left, um, believe it or not, is the lower dimensions. Now, the Monsignor did travel to the threshold of some of them. So if you wonder where people, and you can't, I, I realize you can't judge where anybody is, but if the Hitlers of the world, the Saddam Husseins, yeah. um, you know, there's no flowers, there's no trees, there's no home. Everything is bleak, it's barren, it's cold, it's damp, it's, there's a foul odor. It's very, very impoverished from everything yeah. I've read. I know you've probably read quite a bit about it as well. Yeah, not, not a lot. I've never had any desire. But my understanding mm -hmm. is, is that when they're there, um, I, I remember reading about a rabbi that was talking about Hitler one time and said that he got to see uh, what the earth, what the people thought about Hitler now that he was gone. And he was horrified by what they thought because he did not see anything wrong in what he did. And that was the great hmm. problem they were having with him. He really thought he didn't think that anything he did was wrong. And he was really, really bothered. So it's it's very interesting because I would imagine if you know if we can manifest all the beauty, I would imagine they're just manifesting you know their soul. And impoverished is a great word, you know. I mean, right. you can't generate light, you know, in a place if if you don't have anything in, on the inside to generate it. Well, there was an incredible movie that I watched. Uh, it was actually it was made quite a few years ago. It was uh, starring Robin Williams at What, what Dreams May Come. Did you ever see yeah. it? No, I haven't seen that. His wife actually committed suicide and was just in the depths of despair. And this is not to say people that commit suicide don't automatically go to hell. That's not the case whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, they're greeted by angels and so many people that are there to help them in the healing centers. But in this movie, they depicted and he went down to find her and he went, went to the depths of hell. And it was just it was actually horrifying. I mean, just all these bodies and it's dark and gloomy and just cold and just people are deformed. And it's just not a place that we really want to go to. <laughs> no, mm -mm. that's for sure. 
Well, the good thing is, though, there is still always the opportunity to get out, get out and rise up. You know, if one person takes one step toward a more spiritual life, there's always a light there. So the opportunity is, is there to get out of it. Yeah, and as we move, you know, forward and we grow, we help the people around us grow. Right, You know, that's right. how the universe works. And so hopefully we'll hit a point where one day, you know, there just won't be anything negative left like that. We'll just all... Oh, absolutely. Off. And that's one of the good things about now is this kind of ascension process that we could we transform our physical bodies into a crystal right. form, which would mean that we, we could, there's so much that we could leave behind then. Right. So then here's the big question. Everything is basically, it's, it comes down to vibration. So the higher realms of heaven have souls that are of a higher vibration. So how do we actually raise that vibration while we're here in Earth, at Earth? The easiest way to do it is to align yourself with a higher vibration. In healing, that's how it works. how it works. Mm-hmm. is that if you have a lower vibration, a lower vibration will always try to mimic a higher vibration. And that's how you raise your vibratory rate in your body and also along your spiritual path. So the more that you put in into your auric field or into your body, um, herbs and oils and prayers and meditation uh-huh. and all the things that you can do will automatically start raising your vibratory rate. And once you raise it, you can't go backwards. You can't slide back. And so it's a continual process of growing. But absolutely, there are probably some masters or angels or whatever you want to call them that we could probably go blind by their light because they are so, they're they're just a frequency that we probably cannot even understand. Right. And and talking about vibration too, you, you also have to think about your thoughts and your feelings and your deeds and everything else. So you're talking about being loving, being kind, being compassionate, having empathy. Um, you know, obviously there's a flip side to all those emotions and no one's perfect, but the more that we could vibrate within uh, those emotions, the higher frequency we will have also. So, well, Janice, we have about two, go ahead. We have about two and a half minutes left. So real quick. I was just going to say, and to start living it in your day-to-day life, that's, that's how it changes. Absolutely. So next up is Illuminations. Illuminations. It's time for Illuminations. Food for your mind. Okay, Janice, what do you have for us? Well, what I've got is just kind of like from me and Sinmut. It's um, for everybody that is listening to us is to go ahead and put a little more focus section that you do for yourself. Because as this chaos goes around us, one of the things that's easy to do is to absorb it in your physical body. So to pay a little bit more attention to protecting yourself against all the chaos that is happening on the outside that you don't want to affect the right. inside. Right. You just kind of think of yourself as the eye of the storm. That's right. This is from Sir John Anderson. Thought is the creative force of the universe, as our every action is the result of thought, for good or evil. As we pass through the earth life, we build our inheritance in the world of spirit, which will be no more and no less than the reflection of the quality of our thought, desire here. Yes. Which is what, exactly what we were talking about. Exactly. So thank you, Janice, for another fascinating show. And thank you to our wonderful listeners for joining us once again.
Be inspired, be empowered, and be well. You've been listening to Heavenly Encounters, a journey to the other side. Good night.